please don't find an objection of that you can't get in the multifamily space because you don't have the money. That's just a total fat out lie and it's a total excuse. Welcome to the Real Estate Monopoly podcast. My name is Kerwin Donis. My brothers and I got into real estate investing to achieve financial freedom and help underserved communities in Guatemala, where our mom is from. Real estate is the vehicle we're taking to achieve our goals, and you can too. On this show, we share the stories of some of the most successful real estate investors to show you that you can succeed in real estate just like they have. Each episode, we deliver inspiring and educational content that will empower you to launch your real estate investing career and achieve your financial goals. Let's go. Dr. Aaron Hudson is a managing partner of Quattro Capital, an equity boutique firm focused on identifying value-add real estate investment opportunities in both emerging and stable markets. She's an accomplished 12-year entrepreneur, as well as a wife and a mother of five. Aaron is a successful real estate investor with a track record spanning six years and currently has $67 million in assets under management. Aaron was a chiropractor before she got into real estate. During our conversation, she talked about starting out in single-family real estate, finding her current team, and major real estate lessons she's learned from her time as a multifamily investor. I am actually an awesome, proud mom of five kids, and uh, the patience with this pandemic is definitely wearing thin. So if you want one, they might be free today. But no, on the real, actually, I am a doctor of chiropractic, and left my practice to go full-time into the multifamily space. And just for a little bit of background on me, um, I started in the single family space in 2015 while I was in practice and I quickly acquired 26 rental properties. And in doing so, I found out that there was this magical thing called mailbox money and I was absolutely attracted to it. So that was where it all began. And then uh, within two years, acquired 26 rental properties and moved on to find out that there was a way for me, just thinking playing the game Monopoly for a moment. There was a way for me, I found out to stop landing on Vermont, but to actually go all the way around and hit boardwalk every single time. And what that looked like was uh, ownership in apartment buildings. And I found out what I thought seemed impossible was totally possible. And fast forward, we now, uh, it's been, gosh, two and a half years, and we've acquired 15 um, apartment multifamilies. And gosh, we've got a couple others under our belts right now under contract. So it just keeps getting better and better. Erin was exposed to the multifamily space after attending an event. She had certain misconceptions going into the event, but the experience changed her perspective on real estate and sparked her interest in multifamily. I had been in the singles for a couple years and I had gotten invited to go to an event to learn a little bit more about multifamily. And I'll never forget, I really felt like I was the unqualified to even go to attend such an event, right? Because all I had in the back of my head was that you had to be a multi-multi-millionaire to even think about purchasing an apartment building. And I'll never forget sitting in the front row. It was like an epiphany. And the Red Sea parted and I was like, it is completely possible. How have I not known this, right? Um, and so that is really what 
um, it was very clear. It was very clear as the pros as to why you would want to invest in multifamily versus single family. And I think just to name a few, I loved the, the fact that there was a way possibly to get a dollar for dollar depreciation, right? And so zero taxes or close to thereof was awfully nice and uh, something that I definitely wanted to learn more about. Uh, furthermore, in the single family space, your the homes that I had purchased and what I could sell them for we're totally going to be predicated on what the market currently yields. And so you have no control. What I love about the multifamily is you absolutely have a much, your control, the control you have is powerful and not to go off on a tangent with it, but there are two ways in which that we can win in the multifamily space when it comes to appreciation you have your natural appreciation of the market, just like you do in the single family space, but you have something called forced appreciation, which perhaps we can get into in a little bit, but that forced appreciation was like magical when I learned about it. And so that was really the beginning and that's what started the journey. As she began taking the first steps to get into the multifamily space, Erin understood that there were some barriers to entry. So she educated herself and found a coach to overcome them and start her multifamily career with a strong footing. I definitely knew that multifamily was far different from single family, totally different beast, right? And with that being said, I knew that I wasn't just going to decide that I wanted to get in the space and okay, here we go. And I was going to go buy a multifamily. It really was a totally different learning curve. And I knew that I needed to get in the game and, and really be educated and be coached. And truly that was a year and a half in the works. Did it need to be a year and a half? Probably not. But I also was at a nine to five in my own private practice, seeing patients and trying to balance it and learn the multifamily. Had I been in it full-time, perhaps it would have been a little bit quicker or I would have made some different moves. It would have been a little bit quicker. Um, but yeah, that's really how it began. And it really is was super inspiring. And I could see other people, what they were doing. And I wanted some of it and I knew it was possible. So it was just a matter of getting the tools and being able to figure out how to navigate in that direction. Erin used an interesting strategy to give her investors more confidence in her as she began to tap into her network. She leveraged her single family portfolio to create more opportunities for herself. She did this by using other people's money. If there is anything that I want your listeners to take away today is that please don't find an objection of that you can't get in the multifamily space because you don't have the money. That's just a total fat out lie. And it's a total excuse. And let me, some of you may be listening going, what do you mean? How's that a lie? If I don't have the money, I don't have the money, but let's talk about um, superpowers and what it is that perhaps like I possess, I love resourcefulness. So when you tell me I can't do something, I want to try that much harder to figure it out. Right. And so it really comes back to getting creative and I will share, if you would like, Kerwin, I'll share a deal that I did and how I positioned it using OPM, other people's money. And really, when you hear about it, I hope your listeners just grab it and run because it is possible for everyone. Just because I did it doesn't mean that it stops there. Like, no, go do it yourself. Go prove it for yourself. 
And I tell you something, your confidence level will climb that ladder so much quicker when you just give it a whirl. Some people are afraid to go and use OPM or they're not sure how to do it, but let me just um, break it down if you'd like. So for example, we, I got a deal put in front of me with our, with a couple of my partners, and we decided that we wanted to take this deal down ourselves. And so it wasn't a very big deal, just under $3 million, 35 doors. And just for your listeners to understand kind of how this property was actually performing, we're talking about a, um, 12% cash on cash day one. We call that a unicorn. Like those are usually not out there, right? And so we actually took this, um, decided that we wanted to buy this property and we were each going to come in for 25% ownership. And what that looked like is I needed to bring $300,000 to the table for this particular deal. And so I thought, no problem. I'm going to go ahead and just refinance my single families that I have and I'll pull some cash out and I'll bring the $300,000 to the table. Well, of course, I went to bed that night and woke up in the middle of the night with this again, aha moment. I love when we get those, but it was a matter of me getting up the next morning and putting on Facebook and I'm going to break this down. So there's no confusion, but this is what I said. How would you like to be the bank, make a great return and have it backed by real estate? Now let's just pause for a second because some people would say, Aaron, you can't do that. You cannot back a loan that you get from somebody else to your multifamily. And that's not what I was doing. Again, I was backing it to my free and clear single family properties and putting them in first position. Okay. So hopefully that makes a sense for your listeners. And, and so what I did is I said, I said that on the um, Facebook post and I got 65 comments of people that were like, tell me more. Yes, please. Can we get on a call? And so of course, what you're going to do for your listeners, you go to the lowest hanging fruit, those that you have relationships with, those that you've done great business with, those that know you, like you, trust you, right? And so I had reached out to them and basically I said, you know, I've got a great opportunity for you to make 7% on your money, interest only, two years minimum, three years maximum with quarterly payouts. And sure enough, within 48 hours, I had locked up my $300,000. Why? I want, let's break this down just a wee bit, if that's okay, Kerwin. Some would say, holy smokes, you're ripping them off, right? And, and okay, you can think that, but really at the end of the day, these are people that have their money sitting in the bank and they're making a quarter percent on their money. So when you share with them 7%, if they don't like it, they can turn the other way and go, you know, go in a different direction. But obviously those individuals that I talked to said, are you kidding me? Yes, please. So let's just pause for a second. If we can bring their money in at 7%, and I already told you that that multifamily was cash on cash at 12%. It's about the game of arbitrage, my friend. 12% minus 7% equals 5%. So I'm using somebody else's money, yet I'm still putting 5% in my pocket. That's absolutely called winning. <laughs> and it's fun. So let me just pause for a second and, and ask you, is there anything, is there clarification perhaps on that that you might have or questions you might have? 
Aaron's creative approach to real estate exemplified the power of arbitrage. Arbitrage can sound complicated, but it really isn't. And investors like Aaron use it to get into real estate when they don't have their own capital to use. So here's the arbitrage. I want you to think about the bank. It's the easiest way to do it. When you go to put your money in a bank, they're paying you a quarter percent, if that, on your money. About, right? What is the bank turning around and doing when, when we put our money into the bank? They loan it out. And they'll loan it out to somebody and give them a credit card for what percent? 18%. So they're using OPM all day long. That's how they're in business. And that's how they make their money. So you put your money one more time. You put your money in the bank because you want it safe and protected. And they're paying you a quarter percent. And then they're lending it out at 18%. Come on. Who's winning? The bank is. So why not put yourself in that same position? right? So if they can pay you, let's call it 1%, they're lending it out at 18%. Do the math. They're 18 minus the 1% they have to pay you is 17% the bank is making on your hard-earned money. That's wild. So if the banks can do it, why can't we? All day long, as long as we're structuring it properly, the bank's beating me. I'm only, you know, <laughs> I've got 7%, right? And I'm making 12%. But really, that's not the end of it, folks. Like, let's, let's even go further with it. So at the end of the day, you may be thinking, well, how in the world are you going to pay them back? Well, that's the beauty of multifamily. If we increase the value on this property, which we already know we can, at two years, we go in and we do a cash out refi and we've added so much value to this asset that we take the cash out and we pay that debtor that $300,000 off. Now I'm truly in the deal and I don't have any money and I, in the deal and I don't have to service any debt from our property, right? So it's magical and it's pretty doggone powerful. Waiting for a property to appreciate naturally over time can be slow, too slow. As she mentioned, one of Erin's favorite aspects of multifamily real estate is that she can force appreciation on a property with value add potential. One of her favorite deals was one where she was able to increase the net operating income on the property by implementing a value add business plan. So we bought a 67 unit uh, in 67 units in Knoxville, Tennessee. And within, it was a five-year business plan. And really our model is to double one's money in five years. So call it 20% return year over year at time of exit, right? And usually there's some type of um, preferred return while we're in it. So we took this down as a joint venture. Again, 67 units, a five-year business plan. We ended up coming in and getting such a steal on this property. Um, Just to give you numbers, we had purchased, gosh, um, just, I don't know, 30 days prior, a property for 72, roughly 72,000 a door. It was a little bit better, maybe of a property, um, I would say, but we ended up picking up this 67 unit for $56,000 a door. So we had this five-year business plan. The owner had owned it for an extremely long time back in the 1960s. He owned it free and clear. So he was never raising the rents per se, up to market at least. So there was a big gap there to the tune of a couple hundred dollars. 
And we, of course, as operators, Quattro, you're going to find is always going to run their numbers extremely conservative. Why? Because we want to be safe for our investors and we would way rather under promise and over deliver. And so with that being said, because of our conservatism and because of the natural appreciation and that forest appreciation mixed together, we actually hit our five-year projections at 18 months. So believe it or not, we're just getting ready to sell a couple of those assets. So fun stuff. Erin and her team have built a successful portfolio and have executed successful business plans multiple times. However, their main mission is to help others invest in real estate and achieve their financial goals. And this mission unites them on many fronts. So team is your team that you do business with is more important than the deal itself. Yes, I said it. It is more important than the deal itself because your deal team can either make you or break you. It is so incredibly important that you guys have the same goals in mind and that you truly care about people and you want to do right by people. Because unfortunately, I hate to say it, but you'll find in this space There's a lot of people that really want to do a deal so bad that they'll manipulate numbers just to make it look good so they can put money in their pocket. And I feel sad for them. And the reason I do is because if they did it right the first time and they made sure that they were conservative and they made sure that they did their appropriate due diligence and they made sure that they vetted their their property management team and all of that, if they did it the right way the first time, and they have success for their investors, they have got a lifer in their hands. That that investor will never leave them because if you can duplicate their money in five years, they're going to want to stay on the wagon. And so with that being said, it is super important to make sure that you have the right partners, that your goals are somewhat similar, that you want to be on the same path, that you want to do good by people, that your goal is really to change communities and help other people not just survive, but thrive in this world. And when you find your match of those that share the same goals, ideas, game plans, what they want and the legacy they want to leave, truly, truly, you have one strategic team where you can go and fight the good fight and you will have nothing but success. So the team is is absolutely incredibly important, without a doubt. Erin faced a major obstacle during her time in the single family space that taught her the importance of making the most out of a bad situation. She came to see why you should always do right by others and approach even the worst situations with an abundance mindset. There's a couple things that come to mind. I actually um, would say probably my biggest failure was back in the single family space. And I was getting, I was doing some transactions and I did not vet out the title escrow company. I had been referred to them. And I guess, you know, some would say, shoot, I didn't even know that that was such a thing to vet a title escrow company simply because they have errors and omissions insurance and so on and so forth. But my biggest failure was I literally had three properties closing on the same day with um, three Uh, separate buyers. And they sent their funds into escrow. And believe it or not, I was frauded out at over six figures on the sale of those three properties. And the escrow title company ran with the funds. It was really, really disheartening. and, And it was definitely probably one of the biggest failures that I've had. But I think when something like that happens, 
you've always got to find a way to make lemonade out of lemons. And that's one of those where I could have threw my hands in the air and said, you know what, I'm done with this real estate. I want to go back into private practice. And, um, I didn't, I persevered. Right. But what I will tell you, um, from that in particular, those three investors that sent their money in for their single family properties, I could have very well said, I never got the money. I'm sorry. I'm not handing over those houses. Right. But you, it goes back to, you always want to do right by people. And what did I do? I didn't get the money, but I literally deeded those houses over to them because I know um, that he provides. And if I do the right thing, I'll have an abundance. So it definitely was tough, but I did it. (laughs) With her team, Erin has built a large portfolio and it's still growing. Although she's excited about her expanding portfolio and performing properties, she's even happier about being able to help other investors get into the multifamily space and buy properties. So I think for us is... You know, it's been 18 months that we've been in the making and we've closed on 13 properties and we've got 518 doors under contract right now that will close on before year end. But here's the deal. All of that is awesome to be able to have increase the numbers on your units, but there is nothing more exciting for Quattro than to bring others that are in our space into the fold and help them navigate and help them to acquire properties at the same time. Because it's, it's just the law, right? Zig Ziglar says it best. If we help other people get what they want, we'll get what we want. And it's been so true. And we would never have what we have as a team had we not gone out and been on a mission to help others that are in the multifamily space win. So, Erin currently fulfills a role in her business where she's able to focus on her strengths. She and her team members complement each other and have managed to build and grow a successful multifamily operation as a result of focusing on their respective lanes. I would say, let's first say on the superpower, my superpower is I am very resourceful. So I'd say resourcefulness and super creative. I love to negotiate, but I would say definitely those are some of my superpowers and then really equity relations. And that is kind of the hat that I'm wearing over there. And we all have a little bit of spillover too, right? We change hats and we'll help in different areas. But let me tell you something, going from being in the single family space and running a deal from start to finish and having to do all of it, right? It's a little bit overwhelming and quite taxing if I'm frank with you. And there's something beautiful in the multifamily space when you have an incredibly powerful team. I get to stay in the lane where I'm the best, right? I get to stay in the lane where I flourish and I don't have to do all these other things such as, I'll give a great example. I think it's pretty clear I'm a people person, right? I'm not the chick that wants to be found in a closet underwriting numbers. Can I do it? I can. Do I like it? Yeah. Do I want to stay there? Hell no. Right. I want to be out with relationships, talking to people and creating. And so that's my superpower. And I'm blessed to have the freedom today to be able to stay in that lane. So I would say that for sure. Erin and her team have ambitious goals for their business moving forward and want to continue to help others. Real estate is a great vehicle for them to do that. So 12 million in revenue is is our goal and we will get there as a team and again we can't think of it as money we think it we think of it as changes changing lives 
and also affecting a community for the greater good. Um, also goals here is big time. We, you know, we have four pillars that we stand for. The number one, it's people. They're most important. Then we have our properties. We want to make sure that we're acquiring great properties that will yield wonderful profits. And then our hearts of our whole team is based on philanthropy. And it's really about making an impact in this world, truly, truly. And when I talk about that, you may be thinking, well, how in the world do you make an impact? And I want for all of the other operators out there, those that are getting started, there's so many different creative things that you can do to leave a massive impact in a community that you purchase. So for example, whether it's uh, building a garden out in front, whether it's creating tutoring services for the families that live in there. I don't know, you're not a mom, but I can only, I mean, if I had that, like that would be amazing to be able to have somebody that you trust working with your kids and being able to offer that to them. I wouldn't want to leave the apartment building and move someplace else, right? So it's twofold. You're doing right by people and you're also creating that they're not going to want to leave, right? So I think that's just the desires of our hearts is, is truly, truly to be different and make a change for the greater good. Erin and her team share a strong why that unites them and has created an alignment of interest between them. The story of how they met shows why they are so connected, and their mutual desire to impact the lives of others makes them an ideal fit for each other. So as you shared, yes, I love to give back. We travel, my family, we travel to third world countries such as Belize, Nicaragua, Haiti, gone to Israel. And so we love to give back and serve those that truly, truly can't care for themselves. And I'll never forget after I had closed my first apartment building, um, I was getting an award for closing hundred plus doors within my first call it 12 months, um, of getting started. And so doing that, the lady that was the MC that day said, Hey, Aaron, how was it that you celebrated closing this hundred unit plus apartment? And I said, I'm so glad you asked. I said, and I shared with her that our hearts are really, really, truly for the hurting and the poor. And so we actually right now are building homes in Nicaragua. And I said, our families built 12 homes for the single moms that were living in the dump. And when we closed on this particular property, the way we celebrated was we built our 13th home for $5,500. And so with that being said, I'm standing on the stage, Kerwin, and all of a sudden I just had tears that were coming down my face and my heart was completely touched as I'm sharing this story about what our family does for these, these third world countries. And uh, I just put it out there. I felt the burning in my heart. And I said, as a matter of fact, I said, I would love to build two more homes if I can get two people to match me. And sure enough, in the very back of the room, this gentleman stands up and says, I'm in for 5,500. And it's always, there's always got to be a fire starter, right? There always does. It takes courage to step out and, and, and definitely raise your hand in a crowd of a thousand people. And then in the front row, there was another lady that raised her hand and said, I'm in. And the net of it is within 10 minutes, we raised $55,000 and built 10 homes for the single moms in Nicaragua. And I'll make the short story short. I'll never forget going to bed that night. And uh, I said, Lord, why did you do that to me? I totally could have gotten dejected off this stage of a thousand people. And it was so clear as day is night, Kerwin. It was very clear. The message was those that rise to the occasion 
to support such a great a cause as this are exactly who I want you to link arms with. And fast forward today, the gentleman that stood up in the back of the room is Maurice Philogene, one of my partners in Quattro Capital. And the woman that stood up in the front row is one of my partners, uh, Kim Wenland. So it's just beautiful the way that it was orchestrated and came together. And that's what I'm talking about when I talk about like minds doing right by people and for people, because that's what it's all about. Aaron wanted to push others to overcome any fear or self-doubt and to take action if they want to get into real estate. Get in the game. Don't drag your feet. You may be questioning and you may have all this fear. And as my partner says it back or says it best, (laughs) fear is a call to courage. And so don't let money be the excuse. I shared that with you. Number two, if you want to get in and you're just a little bit afraid, reach out to me. I'm happy to connect. And I would love to share with you how easy it is to get started and how we can make that a possibility a reality. If anyone wants to get in touch with Aaron or learn more about Quattro Capital, Aaron provided where you can go to find out more. The best is to go to the Quattro way. And that's two T's, as you see right there on my screen, Q-U-A-T-T-R-O, the quattroway.com and peruse our site. Definitely take a look, learn a little bit more about my partners. Each of us has a minute video on there and uh, see if we align with what it is that you're looking for. And we'd be happy to connect. Thank you for joining us today on the Real Estate Monopoly podcast. If you got value from this episode, please do us a favor and give us a good rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Make sure to visit our website at www.donisinvestmentgroup.com backslash monopoly, where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you'll never miss a show. If you want to avoid the top five mistakes passive investors make, you can also check out our free ebook by going to www.donisinvestmentgroup.com and downloading it. Be sure to tune in to our next episode. Until then, take care, guys.